I think two days ago, I'm back to normal. It take me about maybe two weeks in order to deal with the jet lag. I came back from Cambodia on the 4th, and now it's on the uh, 19th, so almost more than two weeks. Um, I would like to thank you for to the whole community for allowing me to be in Cambodia for the last four months to spend the Wasa over there. This year I had a, a great, great time to be there in the monastery where I used to go for the last 20 years since I came here. Um, the highlight of this Vasa was to be able to share uh, my practice with the friend from high school. We have been seeing each other maybe last 30 years, 40 years, and uh, it took like a couple of days to just to arrange it. Yeah, after I spent two months without doing anything, just to study the uh, Machima Nikaya that I brought with me on the iPad. So most of the time I study that and not have much activity uh, with others. The senior nun that I whom I knew very well, um, she said, Sister, this time you came, just enjoy your time. You, do, you can do anything you wish. So I did not engage much on the activities in the community. Uh, just relaxing and enjoy my time with nature. It's quite a little bit, the environment is quite a little bit uh, scary. Uh, the, the scary because the, um, some kind of mosquito bite is not malaria, but some kind, if you get the bite, you, they give you a kind of fever. And I, that gave the whole body ache and uh, high temperature. It took maybe two or three weeks in order to get over with that. During the time that Albert got twice, he had once, and then a couple weeks later, he got another one. So I have to be very, very careful, you know, on the um, getting outside of the room. Have to be very careful. I brought along with me the uh, mosquitoes repeller. I use all of them, and still not yet enough. Uh, I use finally I use tiger bomb. When you get out, and you find the time right time that the mosquitoes uh, is out. When the mosquitoes are out, that's what you use. At around 4 or 5 o'clock, 
in the afternoon, five or six, something like that. Um, and I manage, thanks to the Dhamma, not to have that uh, sickness. Uh, Food-wise, I have to be very careful not to dare to eat meat because also uh, pork and beef is not safe. So what do I have? The chance is only with uh, vegetables and fish. Uh, because the, uh, hus- uh, the uh, health system over there is not good. Uh, we don't have uh, good doctors, not good hospital. I was able to go to take my friend who was, you know, sick to the hospital in the Thai uh, border, Thai-Cambodian border. It took about three hours from our monastery to that place. It's a good hospital, but I found there are so many Cambodian people sick over there. They came from various provinces in Cambodia to get treatment in Thailand. It's quite expensive. So only the rich people can afford. The poor people have no chance. Yeah. Um, each time it costs about just only the bill, just have a, a checkup on the, the disease you have. And that about costs about $500, quite high uh, in Cambodia. Um, so also I have to be very careful. The weather quite nice, nice in the way that the rain almost every day, and it cooled down the environment, you see. The first two months, I took uh, rainwater for shower, take shower outside in the back of my kutis, and uh, just, just just enjoy very much. Yeah. Um, daily routine. It start from maybe three forty-five uh, for the morning puja. And and around five o'clock, and then some chore uh, and monks went out to do pinnabahat. And around maybe six o'clock, by seven o'clock, they came back, and then the food was distributed and shared, and we all had breakfast, and the. uh, lunch time start around uh, around eleven o'clock, yeah. But they end up twelve, not one o'clock like us here. Um, the system quite run very well. Every time when I went there, it keep improving. The meal time usually monks eat before nuns. They finish. Then the nuns start and mixing with the lay people, and they they ate the uh, plate. You know, each plate contained about ten dishes. So 
by the end of the meals, you need to wash about a thousand dishes. It took about two, uh, two hours to clean up. Yeah. So I, uh, maybe six years ago, I introduced a method that we have here, Pindabad, you know, like buffet type. Then now it went very well. So we, we queue up with monks after the monks, you know, Pindabad, we Pindabad, same thing after the monks. And we ate monks and nuns, you know, in, a, in the place uh, on, the, on the floor, while the lay people in the back of the, uh, uh, of the uh, uh, sala uh, on the table, lay people. So quite, quite good. We don't have many children come in and just take food, you know, as they wish. It's a very well uh, organized. Yeah. And the kitchen was run by nuns, two or three nuns, and helped by the villager. The, the poor families living around the monastery, they came, you know, from maybe a group of uh, five or six women and one or two men came in and then helped to do the cooking. And what left, they took home and uh, gave to their family. And that's quite convenient. Yeah. The highlight of my trip this time was to be able uh, to share um, the Dhamma with my friend. Um, and very interesting, very, very interesting. About we, we can gather in three days about 15 of them from uh, the city. So they have to travel about five or six hours to come to my place uh, to have that kind of retreat. And the retreat was carried in the hotel, which was never, never nuns have that kind of opportunity and the lay people have that opportunity to uh, learn how to meditate in the hotel. The manager quite surprised, you know. They said, oh, so maybe you don't need anything. You need some kind like uh, even cushion. I just we sit on the floor and meditate. So we rent a meeting room for us use as a shrine and uh, book uh, rooms for uh, uh, one room for each for, for two people. So to minimize, because we have only six days, we plan to have only six days in the hotel. And the day start from four o'clock and end up around nine. It's tough. Those people, my friend, most of them were about 70 years up. One of them was 85 years old. And it is so amazing uh, in such a way that those people 
people at the higher level in the society never have, have a chance to stay in the hotel that long and with meditation. So the, 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 what I failed was I'm not able to do the, 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 the uh, noble silence cannot be in folks. They talk most of the time, but except during the meditation time, because I haven't seen each other either, see? So that, that's really hard, and I can see it's hard time. So what we did was we start early and have breakfast around, around 6, 6.30. It is on a buffet type. So you do not need to order. You you just you know they know the people in the hotel knows it. You just you go and help yourself. But lunch, in order to not to bother, for their you know bother the mind. So I plan to have it uh, order ahead of time. Only two two dishes, one veggie and one soup. That's good enough. And and uh, fruits, yeah. It it went very very well. And the topic of of my uh, talk, or the, the 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 event, is let's have a test a taste of nibbana. It was so attractive. Everybody want to hear and want to know about it. I realized that all most of my friends did not know even eight precepts. They didn't know how to uh, how to uh, uh, understand Buddhism into the depth, even even to the chanting. So I tried to give it to them some kind of very concentrate dose of Dhamma, very, very concentrate. I stay away from uh, uh, giving the Dhamma talk, uh, giving Pali language, uh, have a short uh, uh, puja, just only Namotasa, and then the, just, just, just that, that, that uh, and a couple like the praise the Lord Buddha and the Dhamma and the Sangha, and that that's it. Yeah. Then then the um, the walking, the sitting is only for each one is forty five minutes, like here. But they're not able to sit on the floor because they all so we all sit on the chair. So it quite very well, but they did very good when they start to meditate. So what I did, what I, I showed to them was um, start, have two exercises. One of the exercises was just let the mind as a doer. And the second one is the mind is an observer. How do I how do I show to them that the mind is a doer? 
So we do not waste time. Not waste time, wasting time. I started as soon as they arrive from their home to the hotel. They arrive usually three o'clock in the evening, in the afternoon. So by five o'clock, we start by orientation and start the first exercise, which is just the mind is a doer, which means that when you start to meditate, so I said, so how do you inhale? Do you know how to inhale? Okay, just inhale and exhale. Just know two words. Inhale, how do you do it? And exhale, how you do it? Now, for the exercise one, when you inhale, you inhale through the nose and you, you exhale, your nose, you inhale from the nose and the mind follow that breath from the nose to the navel. That's inhale. And you follow it. The mind, the, the, the mind follow the, the, the breath. And the exhale from the navel out. The, then I, they did a couple times. And then I told them, close the eyes. And they're now starting. Okay. So they did. And they, they, they said, oh, the mind so calm. So I asked them, when the, you go to bed, you continue to do that until you fall asleep. And the next day, wake up about 4 o'clock. The meeting room was open. They opened the whole night with air conditioning because outside was so hot, so warm. The reason we, 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 we select the hotel, because uh, it served many purpose, and we don't have much time, only six days. And I try to get to the point where they can have the taste of Nibbana. The, uh, so we have air condition, it's perfect. And when it's rain, we see the meeting room, you can walk in there, in the meeting room. And when it's not rain, we can walk in the terrace. So we did not have time waste. Yeah. And no need to have any chore. You just, you know, you just wake up and go meditate. Walk, sitting, walking, sitting, walking, all the time. So after the second days, so they already get used to it. When you get used to, to see the mind as a doer, then how do you know? After a while, the mind gets so boring, you know, tired. So we have to change. You know, before before you go, you fall asleep. Uh, before you just you just you know want to change your posture, just sit down on the chair. So no ache, even a little bit ache is okay. Notice aching. That is very comfortable. Yeah. So I make sure that they know that the mind is a doer. How it look like. 
At the second start, when they finish that, they're familiar with that, you can see in the whole room, it was so quiet, the talk become less. The, the communication between themselves, lesser. So the second exercise I gave to them was, um, the mind right now is tired, and the mind, you have to one, find one place for the mind to rest. So in this case, you use the nose, the tip of the nose. I just, I just use a kind of, my method here is a combination of many other methods that come up like that. Then the strongest one was I got it from Ajahn Lee, uh, that kind of method. And the, the, it, then, then the, when the mind uh, stay under, the mind have the place to rest, either either on the top of the, your nose or the middle of your of your eyebrow. Yeah. It's hard on the eyebrow. So they, they notice that so we use only only the uh, tip of the nose. Now assign the word to the the work to the mind, saying to the mind, say now you do not need to follow the breath, but you still use the breath, you know, as the object of meditation. What you do now, the mind just only notice when the breath is in, you say in, and the breath of out, you say out. Just only watch like that. Okay, so they did. After a while, maybe half day, then the mind, some kind like uh, uh, so familiar, is so good, but the, 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 the boring start to come in. Start to come in. Then on that time, I gave another trick, yeah, another trick, which means that they have to, the, the, the mind in seeing when it's in, when the breath is in, and when it's breath is out, you notice that. And another piece to go in to that kind of work is to be able to know that when the breath in is short, there's so four kinds of breath. Short in, short out, long in, long out, short in, long out, short out, long in. You know, four kinds, four kinds of uh, uh, kind of breath. So now the mind's happy to see again all of those. After two days, because after two days, they get used to it. And they have to, have to change, to change again. Because the mind tries to get tired. And the, the, the mind is tied to the place it cannot run away from the body. So the mind, what the mind doing? 
the mind made mind object. Make mind object, which means that they created, create kind of imagination. You see, you you see the Lord Buddha. You see the forest. You see the tree. You see the color. All kinds of thing happen. It happened to them. So how do we handle that? You go back to your breath. Go back to your breath. And then this is the time you use, you, you introduce Dhamma Vichaya, analyze of the breath, and select the one that you like among the four kinds of breath. Yes? And then they know how to do it. After two days, it's, I, for me, it's really quick because it takes me a long time, a long, long time, in order to do the, the two kinds of exercise to make sure they know it, to make sure that we know it, to make sure that you are, we arrive to the one-pointedness. What I did in here, I followed the, the, the diagrams of Achan Lee. You start with Vitaka, which means you direct the thought, and Vichara, that means you analyze the thought, and Piti, Sukha, and Aikakata. There's a five point in there. So those through, through those two exercises, you get to the point where you have the calm mind become very calm, piti, rapture, happen, and then pleasant feeling happen, and then aikakata to one-pointedness. So after those two days, at night, or I, I try to insert all of those instructions, uh, maybe after walking and sitting, and then I insert those knowledge in, make sure that they have that kind. Question and answer is sometime, I will open about half hour for question and answer. And then uh, at night, Dhamma talk. Yeah, this is a, so it. It uh, I saw that kind of uh, teaching which I didn't have here. So I try with people who know nothing about, know nothing about uh, meditation. So I try to tailor according to to. What happened within the the group? Yeah, yeah. Some of them get uh, some kind like a mind-made object. They saw something, some white color, some some um, paint here and there. The paint finished from one place to another place. They no, they notice all of kind of thing, and. It seems very calm. At the end of the retreat, 
I gave one day without instruction and have them uh, must, uh, have them control their own time. They can sit or walk long as they wish in order for them to be able to see no breath. Some of them did. And that, that is the, the end of the, the retreat. When, when the mind sees no breath, and that is no I, and that is a taste of Nibbana, At the end, we must have so much fun sharing. I did the same same style that we have here, you know, for ask for forgiveness, and we're sharing who know what, and it's so much fun. They had so much fun. They never know that they can can have no meal in the evening. They can wake up four o'clock in the morning. I don't know why. Where do they get some, that kind of energy? Can you imagine people with 80 years old? 780 years old, 70, 80? And they, they, they were so quiet. So, so, so much uh, happy to be able to to see, oh, this is, so, this is what they call meditation. Yeah. And the reason they want so much to know that, because I told them that we were so active in the past. They even imagined that when I was in high school, I was a leader in their class. And how, how we went, so that kind of thing that make them feel so good. And now we have to prepare how do we get out of this realm? How do you handle your time that you were so busy and now have nothing to do instead of taking care of grandchildren and try to go here and there, waste their time? So I encourage them to meditate, to read more, access to the Dhamma, and they, 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 they like, to, like to just offer dhanas. That's all they do. And go from, I do not know what kind of mentalities was that. They, they said that each uh, vasa, if I can manage, to, be, to give dana, offer dana to seven monasteries, then it would be the best. Yeah. And they say that giving dana, what is next to that? What do you think about that? Without meditation, as in meditation, Buddhism without, without meditation doesn't help much. Buddhism, Buddhism gave you meditation for you to be able to control your mind, not to do, not learn how to do your life, how to live your life, 
peacefully. How to handle that? Right now, we are a little bit too late. So why not use the time wisely, time with substance rather than no substance? The result from that is a. Uh, can we have the Can we have another retreat? Yeah, the separation we separate with tears. Uh, haven't seen each other for a long time, and uh, we all, with some of them, have disease. I share my own illness that I had last year with them. Yeah, so it's so much caring and respect. They had a hard time also to <clears throat> uh, to accept that we are they are old. And I say Dhamma will help you to accept the way you are. Yeah. Everything is the words to accept that is it's just like that. And you go from there. Not to add, not to subtract. Don't, uh, don't give too much suffering to your mind. Yeah? Just when the illness comes, just accept it. Nothing you can do. And the law of karma is very, very handy for you to take care. When something happens, it's not you who want it to be to have it happen. Everything, everything happened because the situation fit to it. It happened. It's not you who do it. Yeah. It's not you. The body is not yours. Yeah, it's not yours. It's not belong to you. If belong to you, then you can order not to get sick or not to get old. You know, and you cannot control it. There's nothing can be control. But just to understand how to manage that, to go to live above the suffering. During the time that I was there, also the second time, now they asked whether we whether we can have more of what you told me or to teach us, but in different environment. This time is happened in the monastery. In the monastery. And that's really tough for those people. But they want it. They want to have experience how to live in the monastery, how to see. You used to see you go to visit, go to the monastery to visit monks and nuns in there, but you really don't know how they live. In how do they live in their daily life? You know how, but you don't know, you don't know, do not have experience how they manage to live in their place. So that's reason why they ask whether they can, they, the next time happen in a monastery. So it's about, I think, a month late after that first one happened. The second time in the monastery was sometimes the same thing, 
but continuation of it is you get to that one-pointedness and then you go from there more, more, a little bit higher, a little bit more time. But unfortunately, in the ordinary condition that the monastery, we cannot control what's happening in there. But in the hotel, just perfect for the meditation. But in the monastery, you have so many things, uh, lots of activities in there. And the villager, when they have a funeral, you can hear the music, you can hear all kinds of noise, uh, wedding, same thing, Saturday and Sunday, you know, all kinds of activities in there. And then we have to change the way, you know, you, you go out for walking meditation, uh, go out in the field, and how do you handle that? So in this time, I introduce the uh, synchronizing. When you walk, the inhale go into right hand, uh, right legs, and exhale left leg. So that way you keep you you can have your uh, your mind focus on, on something, yeah. And then distraction when you walk, have the find the uh, you can walk around the place where we walk. It's a re- it's, it's really uh, a spacious open field, yeah. And uh, and they walk without talking. Some of them cannot manage. Cannot manage to walk because, because of you know, tired. They tired, bumpy. Uh, it's not smooth as in the hotel. So they can see the difference. But both have both kind of benefit. And during the time we cannot we cannot control the food. During the time they have some dana came in. Yeah. So you have to join the dhamma, and uh, it's not easy. But they have so much fun. How much we can, I can give. Just only, only that much is good enough for them. So they enjoy the time being in the monastery. How we uh, handle food, they see it. The, the way we did, you know, pinabad uh, at the savory, and I make a special savory. Uh, separate from uh, monks and nuns. And this time I have the chance to eat by myself, and they eat in there uh, on the table uh, with chairs, and then the, uh, no talk. That's good. And the food is some kind of the same food as what monks and nuns eat. Yeah, so uh, they got so much fun. At the end, we have also this time, we have a uh, abbot come in. I invite him to come in and give Dhamma talk. Uh, this is a highlight of that uh, retreat. Can you imagine when we, the, when, when we stay in the uh, monastery, we have to use mosquito net, those 
big one to hold about 15 people within that mosquito net to prevent the mosquito bite. And that's the fun part. Yeah. And some of them just stay in the whole Dharma hall and use, we use a whole Dharma hall. And that time we close that so not access to the public. Yeah. So that's, this is a highlight. And then after the, uh, after the Vasa, I was, I traveled to the city with them. And in the city, I also have some uh, small group. We call a tea party. Start with meditation and end up with food. This is also a good thing. Uh, I in the city. I think this this time I touch many people. Most of them women in the high ranking in the government. Their husband work in the government, and they were also uh, working in the government. So they have no chance to practice meditation in the monastery or anywhere else, and they don't have it. Yeah, so they they happy, and I was happy to be able to help them out with those women. The big one was one of my friend, a friend long time ago. He owned a university. And now he's 92 years old. And he came, he approached me, he said, whether I can give him uh, to his family for one day meditation. He used to give meditation uh, to his friend, but not able to his wife and to many other women. So he asked whether I can handle that. I say, of course, uh, I'm delighted to do that. So, and he asked me, only don't take anybody with you, just only one person, because some kind like, uh, he would like to have it happen in his house, big, big house. So it surprised me the minute I arrived there, there are 40, almost 40 of them. Man, woman, and uh, his children, and uh, his friends, uh, old and, and young, about 40 of them. And male. And uh, men, they, most of them professor. Wow. Uh, they, uh, the first time, you know, they, they, uh, they don't know how to meditate. The first time they have a taste of it. With 40 people, I, 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 I've, I gave re, a dose, very concentrate one, more than, uh, because this is a, uh, what is it, what, what I should do? Um, I talk more, more. Uh, it's a little bit of guided meditation. And then a break with uh, with the uh, evening uh, 
meal that they they uh, some kind like snack then I got the chance to talk with many other people and my life was some kind of when I sit down there it remind me of the time that I was together with my husband and most of them were his student and also his friend and they came yeah. they came and listened to the Dhamma and that is also with joy and uh, we had really really good time and uh, I thanks to the time there to his invitation and I invite them that your people have the chance you get money you have the chance to travel you come to the monastery Amaravati here I can receive you we can receive you and you can have I gave them some you know uh, link uh, to see how Amaravati work all kinds of activity we have um, this time that is my highlight in my trip to Cambodia but the sad part is to see so many things change even though I told myself if you change with the change there's no change but the mind still keep longing for the past that I miss so much you see, everything, everything, a big, big building, everywhere is like that. And I, I usually, this is the first time, you know, after four or five years for me to go back to the city. Yeah, I usually travel to Cambodia and stay in the monastery uh, that I used to stay and do not want to go to the city. But this time I went there, I was so disappointed because everything is so filthy, full of big, big buildings and some kind of no uh, I don't know how to describe that, but this is I feel that uh, everything changed in the small place. Uh, the 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 old thing was knocked down, and the new thing came up uh, uh, with not many trees. I, I feel like like I don't like that kind of atmosphere, but only in my heart. I did not express outside. And the last day, I was I was sick. <laughs> I used out all of my energy. Oh, but this, despite that kind of big event that I told you, uh, during this, my staying, we had so many young women came to the monastery for a couple of days in order to find out their problems. Most of them were divorced. Because after the war, after the Khmer Rouge occupation, Man population is smaller than women. So women have to work so hard in order to keep the family together. There's no shame, 
you know, no hiri otopa, nothing. The moral values was almost gone. They live according to the YouTube, Facebook, uh, the new technology. But many of them, women at that age in that place where I stay, cannot read and write. The family was separated. Most of them have to leave the country to work in the neighboring country to get to be able to survive. Children stay with old grandparents. You see, there's just no, no, no um, family thing that we used to leave. Yeah. But they have fun. I think they get used to it. I don't get used to that kind of life. I, don't, I cannot see that kind of life in the family where a parent away and uh, once a while, once a year, twice a year, they can afford to come back. They work not only in Thailand, Thailand, Vietnam, Singapore, Taiwan, yeah, to work as you know, the hard work, construction work. Uh, how much they don't have much uh, education, they cannot get a good job except you know the the construction work that they can do. Yeah, the um, I think people more um, happier to go to the uh, to 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 offer dana traveling from one province to another province take hours but they manage to do that because they love it they rent a bus and they able to uh, offer dana from one one place they they go couple monasteries you know stay like came to our monastery for a one meal for a meal and then travel to the next one, maybe two or three hours, uh, and have a uh, uh, dana in the next morning. Stay in, the most of them stay in the temple. This is some kind like a, a culture in Cambodia now. People like to offer dana more than anything else. Yeah. My my last. Five days before departure, I was sick. <laughs> I got temperature. And I gave out all the medicine that I have. And at night, I couldn't do anything. I didn't dare to go out to knock door to, to my senior nun or my uh, friend close by. So I stayed still. And what I did was taking some kind like... Uh, uh, lemon juice with honey still have so it calmed me a little bit down and then in the morning try to get some medicine and then Tylenol come in every four hours until I leave Cambodia you know one thing that make me feel so touched the abbot and 
with the members of the community, about 20 of them, have to travel for three hours to send me off at the airport. I was so touched. So what we did, my family, the family that my husband's family, uh, my cousin aged about 95, and she has still have much energy, want to travel to send me off too, in order to revisit Angkor Wat, the last 50 years we were together. So I, we were able to organize that trip. So we stayed two nights in Angkor Wat in Simrip before my departure. But I managed my energy, managed. Uh, then I, when I get into the airplane, then I rise the whole time traveling from Cambodia to Singapore and stay for two hours there and 13 hours from Singapore to here. Yeah. And I, uh, after all, I had a very, very good time. And everywhere I went, I felt like it is my last time seeing you all, each one of them. I can see life is so precious. So, cannot afford to have time waste. I have to make no-nonsense time. I have to make everything, everything useful, even, even from one step, from, from, from one point, no, from one place to another place, be mindful all the time. I learned that. I enjoy that very much now. And I understand what Luang Po Cha said. You meditate every time. You be mindful all the time. And that's now I learned that. Before I didn't. Only when I sit down, you know, and then a little bit when I do something, focusing a bit, and then the mind goes somewhere else. Now, meditating uh, all the time, you focus on the thing and do until, like when you, I move my hand, I know from here to here. Before, only moving like that. And if I know now, and now I know I have to use time that we cannot afford to sit like that all the time. So the time is so short. When I was young, the time, the time is so long, but right now, the time is so short. 24 hours look like 12 hours, something like that. So we have to use it at most. You know? So I encourage you um, to be able to do that. To, this is a, the, 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 this kind of life, this is a life that we all, I believe that, have that temporary Nibbana. You have it. Even one second or two seconds, you have it. But because we do too much thing, we never realize it. I thought in the past, I say, when Lung Po asked me, asked me about uh, meditation, that, that you have to do that much, that much in order to realize the truth, in order to realize Nibbana, 
I say, Lung Po, the only thing I want to say in this kind of life, only how to know how to deal with my suffering, that's all. I do not, I do not think about Nibbana. But at this age, today I talk in front of you, I know that Nibbana can be realized by all of us. And it is true. Because if you arise, no time. But now I realize also, it's timeless. Nibbana is timeless. It happens anytime. When you see it, when you notice, you see it. Yeah? You see that you are in that. If you are a little bit of that, of that taste of Nibbana, you can accumulate. We can accumulate. Yeah, and I did not realize long time ago. I saw that little thing, but I ignore. I don't know. I really don't know. But the result from that knowing that much, that's what I'm able to be in this rope for the last twenty years. There's nothing boring. Each day is a new day. It's a new. Uh, what you call it, adventure, to find out the truth. We all realize it. I wish you all realize that truth in this very life. And that's end my dhamma Sadhu, sadhu.